Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're back in the archive checking out this episode. I wanted to give you a heads up that while the episode you're about to hear may be a little bit older, we still stand behind all of our advice and actionable takeaways. However, we may mention resources that are no longer available. The best way to get our up-to-date resources is going to feelgoodretail.com slash podcast and checking out what we have there. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to Retail for the Rest of Us, a podcast for indie retailers. Hi, welcome to the new show, Retail for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Janine Malone, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Feels really good to be back. We've got a new name and a new attitude, and I am thrilled that you're here. So thank you. This episode is just going to be me and you, babe. Going forward, I'm so excited to have guests and experts and contributions from indie retailers just like you in the industry. But today, today is just us. I wanted the first episode to allow us to get to know each other a little better. Who the hell am I? How can I help you grow your business? And what do I mean when I say feel good retail? Because we all know it isn't always sunshine and roses in the retail game. So I keep referring to retail for the rest of us as feel good retail's spicier sister, because (laughs) this is where we stop being polite and start getting real. (laughs) Throughout this season and beyond, I hope you'll find this show a stark departure from the fluffy interviews, vague ideas, and corporate retail news that's out there. Sometimes that will mean hot takes, throwing shade at Amazon, and answering your questions as honestly as possible. Other times, it could look like actionable takeaways, transparent conversations, and distilling huge industry trends into ideas that are relevant for indie retailers. I think it's going to be fun. And if at any point you have thoughts, feedbacks, ideas, someone you want to hear on the show, slide into my DMs at Feel Good Retail. I really want us to be building this together, and I really am all ears for your input. So to start, hi, I'm Janine, founder of Feel Good Retail, indie brand hype woman, and volunteer small business cheerleader. I have been working directly with indie retailers for over 10 years, helping brands grow, open new locations, bridge the IRL to e-commerce experience, raise funding, hire staff, strategize for their future. At the end of the day, what I am passionate about is making sure that independent retailers have a fighting chance, not only to survive, but to thrive and make an impact on their communities. Growing up, my mom worked in a small family-owned fabric shop called Fabric Place, if any of you are mass girls like me. And the hours I spent there as a kid really made an impact on me. I've only just started realizing this in the last couple of years. But witnessing customer service firsthand, watching her grow relationships with clients and the staff, seeing how the shop created these experiences for their loyal customers, I thought it was so cool that the store my mom worked in also had classes that people could learn how to sew or classes for kids and that she was always helping people with projects that they were excited about. In 2008, Fabric Place and a lot of other indie retailers closed their doors as the economy weathered a recession. Right around the same time, I had started college and taken a part-time job at a high-end boutique on Newbury Street here in Boston. I had... Zero sales experience. 
definitely no luxury fashion knowledge. And to be honest, I'm still amazed, although very grateful, that I was hired. I actually vividly <laughs> remember the dress that I wore to the interview. It was this orange halter top bubble hem dress with these big gray flowers on it that I bought from Forever 21 specifically for the interview. I really thought it was hot shit. I'm going to try to find a photo to show you guys. But embarrassing throwbacks aside, <laughs> beginning to work at this shop and see what it takes for a small business to survive and watching my mom's beloved employer close its doors really sparked something in me. And a mere 12 years later, Feel Good Retail was born. But enough about me. What about you? Since you found this show, I know a couple things about you already. One, you're likely a retailer or a lover of indie retailers who loses sleep over the fact that some days it really feels like Amazon is going to take over the world. Two, you're looking for a community built for and full of shop owners who get all the complexities and nuances and intricacies of running a retail business. Three, you like a hot take, you want things to be simplified and actionable, and you need to stay up to date on new strategies and opportunities to grow, but you don't have all day to research. You have a business to run. So this show and my business, Feel Good Retail for that matter, is not about the retail industry at large or how huge brands are spending their VC funding or who's investing in VR or what is going on at Target or The Gap. If we ever touch on those things, it will be because there is an applicable takeaway for you and your business that I can give you the TLDR on. I'm here to save you time, not waste your time. You know what I mean? Simply put, I want you to thrive, not survive or compete or sneak by or get through. I want you and your business to thrive because your business is important. Your shop is important. Independent retail is important. Here's a stat that might blow your mind. It certainly blew mine. 91% of retailers in the United States are small businesses with less than 10 employees. Bump that number of employees up to 50, and that percentage jumps to 98%. Indie retailers are a huge part of the retail industry and the economy for that matter. And yet, there aren't a ton of places for indies to learn and grow and connect. So we're building one. And as the name of my company might imply, I want retailers to feel good. Not in a toxic positivity, isn't this amazing all the time kind of way. Because as you'll learn, I'm definitely not about that life. But I do believe that retailers deserve to and absolutely can feel good about what they're creating, about their projections, about their marketing and their impact. What I've seen with clients is that before I even get a chance to dive into the numbers of the business or their past strategy, retailers start by telling me that they just feel overwhelmed. They feel anxious. They feel unsure. Sometimes they feel like they're just like guessing their way through running their business and who can't relate to that? Actually, maybe you're feeling that same way right now, out of control some way or another. With that in mind, we're going to start where I always start, the Feel Good Foundations. The Feel Good Foundations are the three areas of a retail business that I go through first with every 
single client. Why? Well, at first it happened because we started with those feelings that I was describing, the anxiety, the concern, and we found that it tended to be coming from a lack of systems. So there weren't goals in place. Marketing was a day-to-day activity. The shop experience was something that just happened naturally. And so it's easy to understand how anxiety grows when we don't have these standards of success, let alone a plan to follow. So what are the three feel-good foundations, you ask? Thanks for asking. (laughs) Content strategy, sales goals, and your customer journey. Now, as you can imagine, creating systems around each of these three areas takes a lot more than a podcast episode. However, I want to walk through each of them and give you action items should you be feeling motivated to start making some changes. If you're not sure where to start, you can go to feelgoodretail.com slash quiz and take a quick quiz to help you identify which area of your business to focus on first. Spoiler alert, if you do that, your results will come with some special bonuses to get you started. Our first foundation is content strategy. I like to start here because no matter what stage of business you're in, you're already creating a ton of content, and this approach will help you do it better. Recently, I did a a very informal poll on Instagram stories, and on average, retailers said they spend about three quarters of their time creating content. Insert head explode emoji. That is so much time, and I get it. Between creating and buying product, your website, your shop, events, emails, a million social medias, (laughs) you've got a lot of stuff to make in order to market and grow your business. That being said, it can be really hard to find an approach that works and is also flexible enough for retail life, meaning if a shipment is late or something needs to change, you won't have a total meltdown. So our approach to content is something that I call the platform prism. Essentially, you're mapping out core messages of the month, meaning anything from product-specific focuses like new arrivals or that shipment we were just talking about, promotions like any sales or events, and branded themes based on something like the season or a topic of interest to your community. From there, you're able to reflect on those themes and create content across platforms, hence the prism, creating a cohesive, aligned, and strategic experience for your audience. This may sound too good to be true, but I swear it isn't. Recently, I had a client DM me the following, quote, I just had a major breakthrough because of your content workshop. I figured out the tools I have and how I want to use them. Instagram, blog, newsletter, it was all feeling like a major cluster, and I finally figured out how to use them in a way that works four exclamation points. So don't take it from me. Take it from a satisfied indie retailer just like you. (laughs) Even if the plan has to change, running your marketing strategy this way helps you better understand what platforms and types of content perform best, making those pivots way smoother than before. So if you're thinking to yourself, holy shit, I would kill for my content life to feel more organized. Here's a quick activity to get you started. Choose one product. It could be a bestseller, a new arrival, a sleeper in your assortment that you want everyone to love as much as you do, and commit to promoting it five different ways across platforms next week. Let that drive your strategy. And before you roll your eyes at me, 
Yes, it's totally possible to promote a single product that much and not be boring. We have a blog post all about it with plenty of ideas to get you going, and that is linked in the show notes. Foundation number two may be my favorite, probably because I think it's such a game changer for retailers. Literally, clients have told me that this approach changed their life. We're talking about sales goals, a seemingly obvious area of any retail business, but if you don't have a system around creating and tracking goals in place, you're not alone, not even close. Sales goals can be really intimidating because they either feel totally random, like you're choosing a number that sounds good, or super ambitious, like you know you want to grow, but you don't have any strategy in place to make it happen, and so the second you set a goal, you're already overwhelmed. We combine a top-down and bottoms-up approach, meaning that setting goals is a process of both projecting and strategizing. If I lost you with that last sentence, I totally understand. This is why I hate jargon. A top-down approach to goal setting basically means that you start with the big goal and you break it down into smaller pieces. So if you set goals now, it's pretty likely that you're doing a top-down approach. For example, that would be saying, I want to make $120,000 this year, and then breaking that down into $10,000 per month. Of course, you can get a little bit more strategic here, breaking down those monthly goals to reflect past sales volume by month or selecting your annual goal based on a percentage over last year. However, overall, top-down goals can feel very intimidating because it does sort of feel like you're picking a number and just hoping for the best. What we teach is to follow up that approach with a verification process called bottoms up where you take the smallest piece, like average order value and number of transactions, and build up to that goal. So continuing with our example, this means to make $10,000 a month, you'd have to make 100 sales at an average order value of $100, or 250 sales at an average order value of $40. This gives you a better idea of what it will take to hit your goal and help you identify what is going well and what needs your attention. Talking about numbers is weird, especially without a visual, but if you're picking up what I'm putting down and feeling like, oh, yes, I could really use some number magic, start by reviewing the last 12 months by total sales, number of transactions, and the average order value. You calculate your average order value by dividing your total sales by the number of transactions. This will start to give you an idea of a reasonable range for growth. So you could look at how many sales it would take at your current average order value to hit your goal this month. Last, but certainly not least, is the customer journey. This is such a fun one, especially because I find that retailers like you are so naturally good at it. A customer journey is essentially the ride you take your customers on, from their first introduction to your shop to becoming your number one super fan, referring their friends left and right. I don't think I have to wax poetic about the power of creating an amazing experience for your customer. I'm sure I will do that at some point, but we can save that for another episode. But just trust me when I say there are a ton of ways that building a dope experience ecosystem can help your brand. You may be familiar with the traditional sales funnel, starting with awareness and bringing customers through conversion, but this is a little different. 
Retailers rely on building relationships with their customers over time. This is actually a huge advantage that you have over big box brands. It's hard to build a relationship with a faceless, nameless corporation. So by mapping out, and in many cases automating at least part of, your customer journey, you can rest assured that your customers are invited to become community members. To begin formalizing your customer journey, break down your list into the following segments. Subscribed but haven't purchased, current customers who only have one purchase, and current customers who have two or more purchases. Please note, this does not include followers on social media. These numbers should only reflect your current customers and your email subscribers. Breaking your list down into these categories will give you an idea of where there's opportunity, whether it be getting those first purchases from the people who've bought into the brand energetically, offering additional value to retain the customers who've shopped with you once, or activating your regulars to become referrers and treat them like the VIPs they are. If the idea of jumping into numbers is overwhelming, cue that Winona Ryder trying to do math gif, another place to start is our feel-good guide, Nine Creative Ways to Grow Sales. This guide was modeled after our approach to creating valuable customer experiences and is full of ideas to help you get started. In fact, the response I most typically get from people who grab the guide is, wow, the inspiration is flowing. So if you want inspiration to flow, you can grab it for free at feelgoodretail.com grow dash sales. All of these links will be in the show notes. And that's it. Our three feel good foundations. These three pieces are fundamental to the success of your shop, not just in terms of growth, but also for your own sanity. And to be honest, that's more important to me. What makes indie retailers so special is their ability to build community, create space, and exchange with their customers. And that just cannot happen when you, the creator, the founder, the visionary behind the brand, is spending hours a day worrying about what's going on on Instagram, you know? If you're interested in learning more about, and more importantly, how to better utilize these areas in your business, go to feelgoodretail.com foundations to take our foundations course. It's a three module class that walks through the what, why, and how for each foundation with tools, templates, and resources to help you get these three areas in tip top shape. As a reminder, you can also go to feelgoodretail.com quiz to see which pillar we recommend you dive into first and get some of our favorite free resources to help you dig in. As always, you can find episode show notes on our website, feelgoodretail.com, along with other resources and treats. We're on Instagram at feelgoodretail and send a pretty dope weekly newsletter, if I do say so myself. If you're enjoying the show, I would love it, love it, if you left a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other retailers like you find us, and we are all about that life. You can also support us by sharing a screenshot on social media, telling your retail BFFs about the show, and DMing me on Instagram to let me know what's resonating. No matter what, I'm just super grateful you're here. I love and appreciate you. Cheers to feeling good. 